You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can contact the show via Twitter at ShortShiftPod. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. It's Boston Hockey Talk with your hosts, Thomas Nystrom and Andrew Johnson. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are two weeks removed from the end of the Boston Bruins season. And I, I know I'm not speaking for just myself. I know Andrew had a little illness at some point in the last two weeks. Oh, my God. And I feel like my body is failing me without Bruins Bruins hockey. This My household personally went through a little bit of hell. The, uh, the 18-month-old had her first real fever. My wife got her second shot, was down for, for two days. I had a little stint in the hospital, and I think I think we're back. <laughs> um, I think we're moving on. I, 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 man, hockey's like hockey really is like a drug, isn't it? Like we do those withdrawals are not or no joke. <laughs> yeah, it, it honestly kind of feels like that. Like the withdrawal is a pretty good word. Like you're so mm-hmm. used to. The, the schedule and you're so used to the the routine just the routine yeah mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it stops and it's like oh shit now i can concentrate on other things i will say for the the first week after it i wasn't really ready to record just because i was just watching bruins twitter just crumble the amount the amazing amount of bad takes and all kinds yep. of shit like that was yep. was miserable Mm-hmm. But, I think, yeah, I think the withdrawals were kind of a blessing in disguise if we're being completely honest, yeah. because um, I, w- I, I, I will say that before the um, wisdom of time sort of took over that I wanted to record right away. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have like a raw, unfettered bitch fest yeah. because, man, a lot went wrong in games five and six. And, but taking a step back doing the adult thing and being like, okay, let's take a breath and really analyze this. And then, you know, both of our health things, I had a, I had a, um, I had a very bad, uh, blood sugar situation happen where I was felled up for about a day and a half. Mm -hmm. So that it, so it really did. It really did feel like it really did feel like withdrawals because you know you get the shivering and the sweats and all that jazz, and um, that sort of made me be like, okay, maybe that was a really good idea. And then the last, and then the last couple of weeks, and then seeing how the playoffs have unfolded here, it's been wild. It's been, it's been, it's been wild. I mean, the Montreal Canadians are in the Stanley cup final. Yeah. I know. (laughs) It's so crazy. Moment of silence there. (laughs) Yeah. So So, without, without getting into too much detail, obviously like you're saying five and six, four, five and six, mm -hmm. I mean, you end the season on three straight losses. Obviously the, uh, the luster around the team is going to be a little bit lower, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people calling for everyone's job. <laughs> so I guess I, I wouldn't mind just starting with there. Like, I don't even really want to dive into what we saw in the last couple of games. Cause I think it's, we're so far removed from it. I think we're, I think that, I think there, the, the, <laughs> the, the only thing I would want to touch on is uh, from the, from the on ice product mm-hmm. is the Swayman Rask situation, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Sweeney, job is safe right now. I've I've said so many times over the course of the last four or five months, for me, his job was never really on the line this year. 
next year with what he has to do with this offseason with with the cap like all this cap space the re-signings really vital re-signings or or franchise altering re-signings whether you want to talk about Rask or Krejci mm-hmm. and, and whatnot mm-hmm. uh Taylor Hall like there are some some key signings or not re-signings decisions just to make this offseason and then with all this cap room and stuff like that it's this is this is the biggest this is the biggest offseason and I, I think this draft has been established as kind of a shit draft so I don't even really care about that that's not going to have any bearing on what we see in on the on ice product this year so for sure I think I think Sweeney's job is safe a lot of a lot of slander on Cassidy in that first couple of days after the season ended, which I mean, it, he didn't pull all the right strings for maybe the first time mm-hmm. in, in maybe, maybe the whole fucking season. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did a, he did an excellent job, um, meeting up to, but he just, he just got, he just, he got punked by trots. He got trotsed. Mm-hmm. Let's be, let's be completely real about that. He got, he got punked by trots mm-hmm. and, you, we can sit here and we can question, um, should Rask have been out there? Should, should have he have given Swayman a turn? Um, is it, I mean, it, it, he does make the final call, but how much clout does Tuka Rask have in that decision of, no, I can go, I can go. And how much of the blame does Cassidy, does fall on, how much of the blame falls on Cassidy for that? Um, I can tell you one thing that um, the blame can fall squarely on Cassidy for. It was his management of the bottom six. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of his worst coaching decisions here. He just Continuing kind of to roll Kirali and yeah. Wagner. Mm-hmm. He there was no there was no changing. There was no decision making and everything. It was just let's just keep it going. Let's just keep it going and, and hope mm-hmm. for the best. That's fine in the middle of the regular season to let, mm-hmm. let the players, let the veterans like work themselves out. But if you're going to, if you're going to mess with shit all year and then not do it in the playoffs, <laughs> like you have to, there's certain strings that he wasn't capable of pulling. And yeah, I totally hear you about the, uh, the Rask and Swayman thing and stuff like that. But ultimately if Rask tells you that he can go, we've, we've made mentions and so many people have talked about like 75, 80% of Rask is, a lot better than what Swayman may give you just based on experience and blah, blah, blah. He's mm-hmm. an elite goaltender, yada, yada, yada. He has less than I 20 think, games between think, minor and pro experience. Yeah. You're not going to throw him out there in an elimination game. No, like, you're not. Stop. You're certainly not going to start him. Uh, maybe there's, you can make a case to me and I'll at least listen to it about like, maybe the leash should have been a little bit shorter. Fine. But I don't honestly think a lot of that was Rask's fault. I think the defense was obviously not very helpful. We were thin there. Mm-hmm. It's, we it was piecemeal by the end of it. We, yeah, I mean, at the start of the playoffs and the end of the playoffs, we were kind of two different teams. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. a matter of uh, in a two-week span, the team kind of it turned. And it didn't really feel like in that final game for them that they they had any chance. Mm-hmm. Like the, the pessimism was strong across the board. The and first man, period ended one, one and I felt nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A good example of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but a lot of, a lot of things need to happen in this off season and a lot of things are going to happen. We're going to have plenty of plenty to talk about. I'm sure we're going to be on a little bit lighter of a schedule in terms of how many episodes we're going to be doing just because mm-hmm. how many times can we say the same thing? Right. <laughs> but right. There's, there's going to be some. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and there's going to be there's going to be some hands forced because um, the Kraken are lurking. Uh, yeah. One of some of the personnel decisions that the Bruins have to make, one of them is going to be made for them, no matter whether they like it or not. Um. So, I think that in terms of the 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 deep dive talk into what should they do heading into next season? Like we can talk about it a little bit here. It means Dick until for about four weeks, because once Seattle picks whoever they're going to pick, um, 
we're kind of at their mercy. Actually, the entire league is at their mercy, and it's the same situation as with the with the Vegas Gold, with the Vegas Golden Knights draft. Yeah, is that Fran, uh, Ron Francis has his pick of the litter? Then again, he had his pick of the litter for a head coach, and he just hired Dave Hackstall, which is like ordering an ice cream sundae and getting plain Greek yogurt. Like Bruce Boudreaux is right there. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> So maybe he'll fuck that up too. Maybe he'll take, I don't know <laughs> who would be, expo- who would, who would be the best case scenario of the crack and taking which Bruins player? Oh Jesus. I don't even want, want Chris one. Wagner. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it would, it, oh, there's, there's so many different ways I can go with that. And I don't want to sit here for the next 45 minutes and <laughs> tell you why I want certain players off this team. There's, I mean, Naturally, there's going to be certain players that we are not going to see again next year, and I think Wagner is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Wagner Carole, is, is gone. Yeah, Corral is gone. Wagner is under contract for another year, I believe, either uh, another year or another two years. I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure, but his cap hit, if he's buried in Providence, is $240,000. That yeah. is nothing. Yeah. So if... Somebody comes in if if they have a free agent if they get a free agent signing and they want to bury Wagner in the minors, that's not gonna that's not gonna hurt you. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. But I mean, the expansion draft is on the twenty first of July. Mm-hmm. The free agency starts five six days later. I think I, it might be twenty eighth. So it's exactly 28th. a week. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's. It's right now we're we're just enjoying the playoffs. We're enjoy are trying to enjoy the playoffs. Jesus. Well, if you you're, you're Jesus Christ. If I had uh-huh. to pick, if if you told me to pick ten teams in the NHL that you didn't want to see in the Stanley Cup final or win a cup, <laughs> all four teams in the final four would have been in that top ten. Like I'm, I love the NHL playoffs, whether my team's there or not, because it's mm-hmm. just it's fun. It's yep. one of the best sports times of the year. Period. Yes, I 100%. have had the 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 way that the Bruins petered out, the way that my health petered out for a little bit there, <laughs> and just which you can blame the Bruins for. So it's all connected to really. a point. To a point, yeah. Um, that combined with watching just four teams that I don't want to watch, mm-hmm. it has been it has been a rough two weeks. It honestly feels like a month and a half since the Bruins actually played a game, and it really mm-hmm. hasn't been that long, which is yeah. insane. But it's really crazy that it's only been two weeks, yeah. but um, I will say that uh, I, I want to make a me- take a message to Bruins fans right now. If you're rooting for the Montreal Canadiens right now, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I've seen so many people post about that. It's you're like, allowed, man. It's it's how you. However, you want to fucking digest this playoffs. If, if you don't want to digest it at all, that's fine too. If you're just if your team fucking reruns then fine but man i hate vegas <laughs> that's it man like i it's the way that vegas stormed into the into the nhl and went right to a stanley cup like they made me root for the penguins and i mm-hmm. didn't enjoy that yeah how, how how bad does it have to be for that truly to to sit and have a conversation with a vegas fan which are by the way kind of everywhere i don't know if you've seen people but just oh, drive, for sure. mm-hmm. driving around the other day mm-hmm. there was an old man watering his fucking lawn and he had not only a vegas t-shirt on but a matching vegas hat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. somehow those t-shirts look 12 13 years old but <laughs> they've been a team for three fucking years and yeah. they're in the mix and i fucking can't stand that these useless yeah man get it like get it that is your favorite fucking team get it I don't understand like I just don't get it. Like how you're not an NHL fan at that point. It is one thing to enjoy the Vegas Knights mm-hmm. and and say that you're you're rooting for them or you're following them in the same way as I root and follow for the Preds. Mm-hmm. Because for sure. I have some level of attachment, but you actually lived, you actually that. lived in Nashville, so yeah. Let's, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't understand how you can all of a sudden be a fan of this hockey team. It's it's I don't get it. So well, in, in no way can I root for them. The flip side is, do I want to root for the Canadians? No, mm-hmm. I don't want to root for the fucking Canadians. Like, obviously, however, team non-fatal bus crash. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm working my mental gymnastics around it. Mm-hmm. 
was pulling for them in that series against Vegas because mm-hmm. they're original six and they haven't mm-hmm. been there in a while. And mm-hmm. honestly, they're a team that didn't really belong there. So it, in a way, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. I'm not rooting for them in spite of the Bruins. I'm no. I'm just, I feel like they're the lesser of four evils. <laughs> because well, I, I don't want to root for the Islanders. I just, after watching them in that series, no matter how much I like Trotz and and respect him, and there are players on that team that I respect, mm-hmm. Marzell has turned into this wild villain, which is awesome to see. Uh, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. You know what he's you know what he's turning into? Like a more skilled David Perron. Okay. Yeah. It's wild to see. Yeah. And and well, well for me, like for me, I I said last night there's one person that I'm happy for from Montreal moving on, and that is a very dear friend of mine named Christopher, who he's been a very good friend of mine for about 15 years. And he has been through this. He has been through the ringer with this team. He's about my age. So he was just young enough to understand that Montreal won the cup in 93, but not really old enough to appreciate it. No. And if, if your team wins a team bef- or uh, wins a championship before you're like, I'll even say 16 to 18. But mm-hmm. realistically, if your team wins a championship before you're 21, you don't get the same, same. Uh, yeah, right. The same they- rub off of it. Right. So, and he texted me last night and he said, I just ran outside and I'm sobbing. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm rooting for you, dude, but I'm, but no one else. Yeah. Um, for Tampa, it's that is leave that in because that's perfect from what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, for Tampa, it's the fucking cap circumvention, which I keep, which we, I know we keep coming back to and it's perfectly legal. It's yeah. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right or fair or good. <laughs> that is, I want, I, I, I know you said you, you, uh, that fuck the Islanders and yes, fuck the Islanders. But in the same way that I was rooting, I was rooting for not Vegas. I'm rooting for not Tampa. I'll, one hundred percent back that. I would yep. rather see the Islanders go, and and by the time this episode uh, airs, we will know mm-hmm. like who who wins, whether it's Islanders because we're recording this on uh, on Friday morning. The game's tonight. This mm-hmm. will probably pop up online either late tonight or early Saturday morning. Awesome. Yes. However, one of the things I I can't root for Tampa. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, the cap is is just another byproduct of things that they do that piss me off. Mm-hmm. I will say one of the things that's really driving me fucking bananas with this team right now is we've had Jamie on the show, the big Sabres fan. He lives just outside of Tampa. He, I don't think he is anymore, but he was a uh, season ticket holder. He has um, been, he has uh, been, sh- he has been shilling Eichel trade proposals for days now. And yes. it's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just saw one actually just before you jumped on. But yeah. He used, he used to be uh, a season ticket holder there uh, prior to starting his family and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother, younger brother, they are both absolutely insane sports fans. Mm-hmm. His younger brother, Jeff does not really care about hockey, mm-hmm. but will constantly in our group text message, send the emoji of lightning bolts whenever the fucking lightning do anything of value. And every time I try to talk to him about the, the cap and just how unlikable that fucking team is up here. He just, he doesn't acknowledge it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So he's rooting for Tampa because he lives there and he feels like that's what he should do. And totally fine. But yeah. Accident of residence. He just, anything else. Yeah. He just can't have a hockey conversation. So like, it's, I just try to ignore it the best I can. Mm-hmm. I, I want them out. I would rather see Islanders, uh, Montreal. I'm sure the NHL does not necessarily want to see that in terms of ratings and all that. But honestly, I don't think there's too much of a difference. I think, honestly, Islanders, Montreal may have better ratings, not only in, in the New York market, but just across the board because they're older teams. Neither team has won a championship in at least 30, what, 37 years? No, when did when did uh night was it ninety three for? Yeah, it was ninety three for Montreal. I'm just so waiting for the sirens. I'm waiting for yeah. the sirens to go by. <laughs> oh, got you. So it was 90, 93 for the uh, 
93 for the Canadians, and then mm-hmm. 37 years for the Islanders. Right, I right. I think that's a more interesting matchup. It's a uh, more interesting matchup if you're a hockey purist. Montre- yeah. uh, Montreal, New York is, is a huge classic. That is a classic Stanley. Mm-hmm. That is a classic sounding Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And it's something that we're never going to probably see again. I'm going to say something, and, and again, like all of this may be useless because we don't, by the time this airs, we'll know. Mm-hmm. But I, part of me almost feels like the least defensive and best case scenario is if Tampa wins it because by and large, the NFL will, or NHL will give a fuck because they have just dicked around with the rules. Oh and God. this may initiate some big changes and all that, but I don't know. Do you think, do you, do you think they're already there? I think I think there's been it, deputy the deputy commissioner of the NHL Bill Daly has had to come out three times during this playoff playoff series and say what Tampa did is above board. If you have to continue to exon- try to exonerate mm-hmm. a team that's doing this, we're going to start to question whether or not you actually believe that. Yeah. So I mean, in the last two months, the NHL has done and said so many things that make me just not trust or believe in this league. Hockey is the best sport. NHL was the worst league. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. And I don't think we've said any different on this podcast. Yeah. All year. Hockey is the best sport. Um, NHL is the worst league. I, 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 I see your point about Tampa, about it, um, creating a sea change, but hopefully that's all. Hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess, especially with the flat cap, I think there's going to be more of a, I hope, I hope NHL don't let me down proceeds to get let down, but I hope there's going to be more of a want and a need to just get rid of all of this cap shenanigan bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, but that being said, Tampa, Tampa winning, Tampa winning uh, tonight would prove prove it right, prove them right, prove the that you know breaking all these rules and and you know violating the spirit of these rules is what works. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know if I can abide by that. Yeah. Um, the Islanders, I mean, I don't I don't mind the Islanders, I really don't. Um, Matt Barzalo is a prick, but it's and. <sighs> I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm rooting. I'm like I said, I'm rooting more for not Tampa, just like I was rooting more for not Vegas mm-hmm. because Vegas has done so. And it's not just an expansion team coming in and running roughshod on the league. It, and, and, you know, George McPhee pretending he was fucking some James Bond supervillain at the beginning of the expansion draft. Do you remember some of the shit that he said before the expansion draft? <laughs> He came out two days before the expansion draft and somebody asked him, like, what would you say? What would you say to all the GMs who are scrambling to get their protection lists squared away and everything? And he looks almost like he was doing a piece to camera. He looks right at the camera and goes, you can negotiate out of this if you wish. Yeah. Like fucking Dr. No shit. Yeah. So I mean, I'm pretty sure right below camera, he was actually stroking a hairless cat. Yes. Correct. (laughs) That's that is that is absolutely accurate, but it was the James Bond villain cosplay. It was Jonathan Marshall fucking bitching, bitching for three days, trying to chirp every Sharks fan on Instagram after they blew Game Seven, after giving up four power play goals and a single power play on that major. It was their it's their social media person being a tween girl. <laughs> They're just the mo- they, they are more annoying than the cab social media. They turned what's supposed to be a likable story, you know, oh, you know, hockey in Vegas. That's fucking awesome. On paper, that's fucking awesome. And they made them into one of the most unlikable franchises in the NHL. Yep. So fuck them. And I'm glad Montreal fucking beat. I'm I'm glad I'm glad Montreal pulled it off. I'm glad Peter DeBoer is a fucking choke artist. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm not a real Bruins fan if I was root if, if I'm rooting if I'm not rooting against Montreal, but I'm glad Montreal won. Here's here's the thing for me, and it's the easiest comparison is Red Sox Yankees. 
Because mm-hmm. that's that's essentially what this is. So this is almost like rooting for the Yankees. However, the Yankees haven't had a likable team in comparison to the next most hated. Right. Who's the next most hated for us? Toronto. Toronto. Toronto mm-hmm. is an extremely hateable team. There's not a lot of players on this Montreal team that I don't fucking like or that I can't stand. You know what I mean? Like Corey Perry is probably the only one. He's, he's the main one. He's the A-Rod yeah. or he's yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's the polarizing right. guy that just mm-hmm. fucking sucks. Yeah. But he's not the one that I'm looking at. Like there's mm-hmm. there's so many players on this team that make you at least not hate yourself mm-hmm. for not wishing ill against this fucking organization right now and it's been so long it's been it's what five six seasons since they've been even fucking relevant to us yes it's been yeah yeah 2014 was the last time and even then even then like that was a great series but even then like 2000 i'd go further i'd go further 2011 yeah you you want to talk about an unlikable team the 2010 2011 montreal canadians is one of the most unlikable teams i have ever come across and that added that added to how how great it felt in that 2010 2011 mm-hmm. season we're talking 10 years now sure but it's mm-hmm. oh god time is ever marching <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous yeah let's uh let's i want to ask you a question and there there are very few fun things that we can really talk about directly about the bruins right now but i do want to ask sure. you this sure. season's over mm-hmm. who was your team mvp this year Bradley. Yeah. Brad Marchand. I don't, I don't um, even know if that's debatable. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a very, very, I, I think second would be probably um, Bergeron. And that's like a, that, 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 that chasm is wide. Yeah. Um, and, and Bergeron's like an automatic. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then the dark horse is Charlie, Charlie McAvoy. There are a few. There are so many positive things to take out of this season. Charlie McAvoy proved that he could carry his own pair. Yep. Like just full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Marchand is still elite and sh- is showing no signs of slowing down. Patrice Bergeron um, won his fifth selkie. Fuck you, Mark Lazarus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, David Posternock is the colorful face of the NHL. Like it's, there are so many parts and pieces to this team that make me optimistic about heading into this off season with so many options and so many things that they could do and that, and that they can, that they can really move around but team MVP is it's, it's Brad Marchand and it's by forever. Mm. And the team and goals. Mm-hmm. So obviously points, mm-hmm. uh, pop quiz. Who do you think led the team in penalty minutes this year? Trent Frederick. Isn't that fucking ridiculous? <laughs> it was t- and, <laughs> and yeah, it, it should be, it should be. It's not though. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's when I saw that, I was like, "Come on, man! Like, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about that." But yeah, there's, I, I, there, there was probably a chance for him to have gotten into, or a, a reason to maybe get some playing time in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to question that. I do think he's going to get thrown in a little bit more at the beginning of next year, but not necessarily what all the people who love him to pieces are, are hoping for or expecting it's. I, I believe that he is as of right now penciled in as, as the fourth line center mm-hmm. for us as of right now, that could very obviously change because, because right now, assuming Taylor Hall, cause we're going to assume Taylor Hall here because it looks, it looks like he He's it looks like both sides want him. Want both him. sides want both sides want this to happen. Yeah, it looks like the four. As of right now, the left side is is Marchand, Hall, DeBrusque, Richie. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll ride with that. Do you um, think uh, Do you think DeBrusque is going to be here? 
that's a very interesting debate right now because he's on a pretty good sweetheart deal, sweetheart bridge deal, 3.6 mil. There are a couple of factors that that might change the idea of him staying here. It's that do you are do you really want to sell low on Jake DeBrusque while because DeBrusco Richie, I think, I think that's the debate right now. DeBrusco Richie, which one is going? I think it's a lot more likely to be Richie. Um, his RFA rights. So what do you do there? Do you sell low on DeBrusque? Do you sell high on Richie for some team who gets fucking stars in their eyes thinking that he's going to go for another 20 goal prorated pace? He's not going to, but that, I think that's the most, the most, um, logical explanation but he's arbitrate debrusque is arbitration eligible after next year his qualifying offer for next year is going to be 4.8 million dollars mm. so long-term financial health as well is going to factor into that do you bank on this just being a bad year or do you bank on this guy who has let's face it motivation issues showing out in a contract year. I don't know if it's like you can look at the body of work for this year. Mm-hmm. Last year wasn't that good either. Mm. Like he still paced out to about 23 goals. Yeah, which is which is fine, but it's those 20, 30 games that he plays that he's fucking useless, and then mm. he turns it on, and it's just like, I don't understand. Is Is he somebody that would benefit from a change of scenery, or is he somebody that would fall apart with the change of scenery. Like I know he has friends and uh, companions on this team that are mm-hmm. important to him and mm-hmm. important to his, his well-being in general. It almost seems like, like he is that type of a character. I think he's a, a little brother to a lot of guys on this team. Right. But, but don't, you don't I, want another, I, you don't want another Riley Smith though. If you're, no, I just, and, and, and I, for me, it's, I would, I would like to see the good DeBrusque back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be heartbroken or or shocked if he is in some sort of packaged deal for a player. I don't mm-hmm. think he's at all valuable enough to bring back a top four D man, which is something that's been floated out there. I just don't fucking see that. But um, he can certainly be part of that package mm-hmm. and in, in, in an important part. But sure, I'm not banking on him being back, but I... I would probably say if if you put a gun to my head and tell me if I have to decide if I think he's going to be back or not, I would say I I think he is because I like you said the value is, is you have that is one of the most important things coming into next season is how you extract value out of that contract. Mm-hmm. You're not going to extract any value out of a trade out of him specifically. Like obviously, right now, I think I think if DeBrusque is traded straight up for something, it's going to be a draft pick. That's all you get out of him. It has to be out of the package. And I don't think any package that involves him, you're absolutely right. I don't think any package that involves him involves the top four coming back. I think that if we do decide to go a top four route, that's going to be through free agency. Um, There are two targets that I'm really, that I'm really, um, I have my eye on and that's Jamie Alexiak and Alec Martinez. Okay. Um, I would love to see Alec Martinez. I think he is, I think he would be a skeleton key for this defense. Um, it would value skyrocketed in the last couple of days though. It really has. It really has the dude, the dude is clutching the playoffs. He's proved it. He proved it again. He proved it again last night. He scored the tying goal in the third period. Um, so, but again, it becomes the debate of long-term health, long-term franchise health, whether or not how, how fast you want to be in a rebuild or how valuable is the fact that banners hang forever. And I'd overpay for, I'd, I'd overpay for an Alec Martinez. I'm not kidding. And I don't, I think there are a lot of Bruins fans who would agree with me. I wouldn't go full term, but I'd go, how old is he now? 34, 33, 34 years old. Somewhere. 
It's I go th- early to mid thirties. I, I was looking at it last night, but I'll go three to four years for an Alec Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What is okay? I guess as this jumps into the next question, um, this has nothing to do with the expansion draft. This is all free agency. What is the? What do you want to see the Bruins do in free agency? Yeah, I mean, top four D man is the glaring one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're just taking a look at games played for the defense last year, there's obviously certain players who are just gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, it's it's disappointing. Uh, I think. Do I you think resign Mike Riley? I, I would like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Riley, actually, in terms of average minutes, I think he was second on the team when it came to the end of the year. That's like wild. Behind McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, so that's we wild. Got, we got value out of him. No, There's no doubt about that. Like, mm-hmm. that deal. Um, yeah, I think Kevin Miller's probably gone, so we need to replace that, which yeah. we're only replacing about 27 games from this past year. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, <laughs> So we're looking at that. Um, I th- a top four D man has to be it because Carlo scares me. With I, th- I love Carlo, but the the head injuries are frightening. I he's going was, he's going into Savard territory right now. That's starting to terrify me for sure. Yeah. He is an RFA this year, so that may depress his value a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, and Grizzlick had he had some games that he was not what he should have been, but I thought overall he did take a step forward, but he also had some, some injury issues this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any doubt. I think a top four D man and probably another guy behind the top four, like mm-hmm. a little bit of depth there. That's, that's kind of right. where we fell off and we have to do something about the bottom six. Mm-hmm. I, I Nick Ritchie played 56 games this year, 15 goals. He, a lot of penalty minutes, but mm-hmm. he, he, had more value than we were thinking before the season in our first episode, actually of the, of the mm-hmm. year. Like we, we talked a lot about him. He outplayed <laughs> what we thought we were getting out of him, but we still need more and we need, we, we just need something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie's Richie's here. Mm-hmm. It's he's not c- going to fix the bottom six. Right. I thought, I thought Craig Smith had a, had a decent year. He obviously had a little bit of a slump. Um, for a good while, but I thought he came out of it. I think he was well liked in that locker room. Chemistry mm-hmm. is a major, major important piece for this team. Um, best room in the best room in the league to me. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's it has to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are the two the two first things. Goaltending, I think it's it's all in house. Uh, oh, that's get. Oh, that's getting. That's says he wants to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, surgery after that. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out till January. Yep. So he's mm-hmm. going to be here, but what's the situation? Do we grab? I th- honestly, I think we grab a veteran. Maybe I know I've seen Anderson's name out there and stuff like that. It's it is what it is, but I don't think we're going to see Halak. And Halak's gone. Halak's gone. Fine. That's but I think me, but. I think for I think for that. Um, first of all, I want to preface this by saying. I am actually in the camp of letting Swayman develop in the AHL, getting a full starters workload. I know a lot of people disagree with that, but so who's going to be the starter for you at the beginning of the year? So what you're looking for is a one B with something to prove and maybe an opportunity to flip him for a flip him for an asset at the deadline when Ross comes back. I, th- I think that's possible. I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think we see Swayman pretty, pretty much right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Well, there is, there are, there are rumblings that the Bruins also want that they want him to start the year in the AHL. If he forces the issue, great. Mm-hmm. But I think they want him to have the safety net while we can still afford to afford, well, we can still afford to give it to him. Fair. Mm-hmm. So Peter Morazic is a name that I keep thinking of. He was um, usurped by uh, Alex Nijeklovich uh, from Carolina. I'm not going to attempt that name again. You know who I'm talking <laughs> about. So I think that is, I think that might be 
that might be if they go this route, if they go this route, you might be right. They might just say, you know what? He's ready. Fuck it. Put him in. Mm-hmm. But I, what, what's what's driving this decision for me is that they want Swayman to have a full workload. And what the fuck else is Vladar going to get out of the AHL? He has had two excellent seasons in the AHL. I think he's ready for at least backup duty in the NHL. Mm-hmm. His stats don't bear it out because it, they are they are um, destroyed <laughs> by the game where we had Jared Tenoti and Jack Ashan as our top yeah. pair. <laughs> so I he looked he looked ready for the NHL mm-hmm. definitely. So. I'd say I'd say my prediction is Mrazek Vladar to start. And then if Swayman does it again, you know, 935 save percentage winning his first nine starts or whatever, you revisit that. Yeah. Also, Vladar is um subject to waivers. I don't think that's a bad opportunity or mm-hmm. or, or a bad a plan. Mm-hmm. I do think there's going to be so much public outcry if that is the case, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I actually ran a poll. Uh, I ran two polls, actually. Um, I asked, do you understand the rationale behind this decision if they make it? And 69% of people said yes. And then I said, do you agree with it? And it was pretty evenly split. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I think it was like 53% said yes. So, but... The no's will probably be, will probably, as you have said, they will probably drown out the yays. Yeah. You know, the two to six crew will be, will be screaming their lungs out mm-hmm. because Rask ain't it. You they ain't that guy, man, or whatever the fuck, whatever the yeah. fuck Tommy from Southie wants to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's the mute button on Twitter is God's hand. It's, yeah. It's, it's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else? What else do you want to touch on, real quick? We covered a lot of things and not not a lot of time. I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Because I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Uh, yeah. Let's do. Uh, let's do this. Okay. I know. I know. I saw you touch on it a little bit on Twitter. Is this upcoming season the closing of the window? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, a lot will have to do with what David Krejci and Taylor Hall do. I'm, I'm, I'm 95% sure that the band is getting back together, but the fact that it isn't 100 is making me kind of hesitate a little bit. But we have said this on this pod many times. This offseason, the reason that this offseason is the most important in easily 15 years is because they ain't getting any younger over there. Bergeron, Marchand, it's Don Sweeney, and this is gonna this is gonna kill some people, I know, especially the people who were saying, No, you should fire Sweeney right now and hire Jeff Gordon, which do you, <laughs> but the thing that Sweeney has done is that he has put this team in an extremely fortuitous position to succeed. Now what he does with it is an entirely different story, but they're at least primed, which is all you can ask for right now. Ask me again in the, ask me again around mid August. <laughs> what I think of what he did in free agency <laughs> Or the trade market if they decide to go there. Yeah, which I think everything, everything's up in the air right now, but everything's on the table. Everything. No sacred cows. No. Mm-hmm. And the the hope is that uh, the Jacobs family don't <laughs> don't interfere too much, or it's like let's let's re- let these guys run the fucking team right now. And yeah, let me do, let him do his job, Montgomery. Come on. Yeah. I do. I do agree with you. I think that. The window as it stands, this this will be the final year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but the optimist of me or in me is saying, "This I knew I get it out of you somehow." This, yeah, I know. <laughs> this this window may be closing, but I'm looking forward to the next window. Mm-hmm. We've oh. been. We've oh, been, I like that. I like that. 
we've been spoiled with this with this team for a decade mm-hmm. and we have gotten a cup now 10 years ago but we've gotten back to a few cups we've made good runs in the playoffs we've consistently been in the playoffs that's all you can ask for as as a fan so for me to sit here and say well this window's closing and i'm fucking done blah blah, blah. it's like just shut up i'm still what does the lean year look like to you what's that because what does the lean year look like to you Hmm. because next year mcavoy's up um, you have, you still have David Posternock. You still have young talent sprinkled in throughout. You have, you'll, you'll presumably have a Taylor Hall. Like, are we, are, are we like borderline playoffs or are we blowing it up? Like, what does the lean time look like to you? If you're looking forward to the next window? I mean, for me that like right off the bat, McAvoy gets locked up. That's, that's your horse. For another decade. That's your cornerstone right there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Pasta can be that guy. I think we need to obviously put some talent around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think those are two bad sports, uh, starting points. Mm-hmm. For sure. Especially if Swayman is everything that we think he can be. Mm-hmm. If you have... You have a goaltender... That'd accelerate, that would accelerate a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you have a goaltender who... As, as this fan base and a lot of scouts think can be a, a perfect, like not a perfect goaltender or whatever, but like a franchise co- uh, like quarterback on the ice, you know, like you have him, you have McAvoy, you have Pasta. Those are three, three different dudes in three different spots. Great starting point. Mm-hmm. Those are your pillars. Those are your, that's your, that's your foundation. That's your, that's your NBA jam lineup right there. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Wait, wait, what was it called? NHL open ice. That yeah. was the, that was the NBA jam equivalent. That game was terrible. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, but point stands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, think- I don't know who else is going to be on this team in another three, four years, but that's, that's the fun. That's part of the fun of it, man. That's part of the fun of it, and it's not like I'm gonna just not watch the team if they're only winning 35 games a year. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if they're I mean, I, if they're yeah, a below 500 team, I'm still gonna watch these games. I'm still gonna critique them, and I'm still gonna be looking for what's next. And just as we do, even if they're a playoff caliber team, even if they're a Stanley Cup caliber team, this exactly. team is never gonna be above criticism, uh, criticism, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. never gonna be below what we need just to be and- viewers. And I don't think, I don't think we're going to, I don't think, I honestly do not believe we're going to reach the point of Stanislav Chistov and Brandon Pochensky and Dave Lewis, the fucking 06, 07 Bruins. I don't think we're going to reach that point even when the lean years come. I think we're, I think at the, at the, at the, at the very worst, we'll probably be middling, which I think for a lot of people here is going to be torture, but I think for us, that's that's uh you don't have to go as far to the top. So I don't I I don't see I don't see this team getting blown up considering no. the considering the pillars that do augment the team. You can bitch about drafting all you want about about Sweeney's draft record, which has not been great, but it it's not going to be it's not going to be all doom and gloom mm-hmm. promise you guys and we'll still watch we'll still we'll still critique we'll still we'll there, there'll probably be occasions where we'll bitch <laughs> yeah but that's part of being a fan man yep yeah and, so. and, and i feel like everybody's outlook would be even better if if you just remove the injuries like if we had 100% healthy Carlo, 100% healthy Grizzlick. Those are three incredible. Like that's that's three of your top four right there. All draft. I'm, go- I'm actually. Uh, yeah, drafted. yeah. Do not, do not, do not lose sight of that either. They were all drafted. But let me ask you this. I'll, I'll, we'll, you know, we'll revisit the Islander series for a second. Carlo goes down in game three. Matt Bartzall blows up games four through six. These are in no way connected, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's it. Like, 
don't get me wrong. Barzell is a playmaker. Barzell does some amazing things in just, just in puck position or possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's fun to watch. He has also been ex- exposed this year to seeing the dirtier sides of his game. And mm-hmm. for me, tired of hearing, oh, well, we could have had Barzell. We could have had him. Maybe a little bit of the luster's off of him, and that's that's a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, 100%. There's no doubt about the fact that we gave up 14, 15 goals in those last three games, and I know some of them were in that basically garbage time in, in game four. But mm-hmm. um, th- there's obviously a big correlation between certain playmakers and certain goal scorers for the Islanders creeping in and our defense just petering out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like even even McAvoy wasn't completely above criticism in those last two games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, he had a he had a. Everyone talks about Grizzlick's game, Grizzlick's game in Game Six. Uh, McAvoy was not it either. Yeah, I mean, he you can't carry the whole fucking team the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's there's just no way around that. Yeah, your but back's gonna give out. Yeah, I mean, we weren't we weren't getting the the bottom six scoring, we weren't getting production. We weren't getting defense. We weren't getting goaltending uh, that we can rely on because of injuries. Like it just, it was the perfect storm of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And 100%. It's sometimes to get this deep into the playoffs, it's, it's health, luck and skill players standing up. Mm-hmm. We, we just didn't get that. It is what it is. And that's okay. It's, it's hard to win a championship period. Mm-hmm. I should wait. I shouldn't say that's okay. That's okay to point out. I should say, um, yeah, exactly. It's and and when you see, I'll 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 bookend this with um what you were saying to begin the show with Bruins Twitter basically having a having a, having its own personal Chernobyl. When you see some of the takes from Bruins fans juxtaposed with the let's face it unbelievable on ice success of this team for over the last decade it just doesn't match up no i mean yeah you know one cup is one cup but getting back to two more finals long uh, other other long playoff runs I mean, we are spoiled. Mm-hmm. We are monumentally spoiled. And then, you know, when a team like the Islanders comes in and punks us, we want them, we, we, we're calling for the meteor. <laughs> so it's just hard. It's, it's the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win, to win in sports. That's not a platitude. That's not marketing. It's true. It's 100% truth. So I'm pumped for, I'm pumped for, I'm pumped for the off season, man. Like, like obviously congratulations to whoever wins the fucking cup. I don't know when we're going to record next, but congratulations or fuck off. Yeah. But mostly <laughs> fuck off, but yeah. Yeah. Mostly, mostly fuck off, but. Oh, they coming for you. I know. Yeah. Cause I'm, <laughs> it's cause I'm rooting for Montreal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, this, this off season, I want to see I, like, we'll, we'll record probably at least bi-weekly mm-hmm. uh, whenever, whenever there's big news, I think we jump on, but right. I uh, also, I, 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 also I want to get a number of guests. Like I want mm-hmm. guests at uh, this, this podcast, one of our staples is bringing in people from the other side. Mm-hmm. I want to be, doing that. I want to bring in people who, have insight on the draft. I want to bring in people who have insight on mm-hmm. fuck man. When Seattle comes in and just raids the cabinets of mm-hmm. every fucking team, like we're, we've got a lot to talk about and I think we have an opportunity to bring in a lot of people. And also I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my Habs friend, my Habs fan buddy on here. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, I think he's probably so nervous that he wouldn't even know what to do or say or, <laughs> I'm afraid to jinx right now because yeah. Well, I was on his podcast a few months ago, so he's he, he knows it. it. He knows it. <laughs> yep. But I mean, we'll probably bring in some of our our listeners. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like we have. Don't get me wrong. Every everybody has their wild, crazy opinions and stuff like that. But I think we have some really smart listeners that we've had some conversations with uh, via Twitter and whatnot. And I think mm-hmm. I think it may be a good opportunity to bring somebody in and let them vent. 
and, uh, mm-hmm. and get some more opinions. Like let's, let's, let's open this up. This is the off season. We mm-hmm. all got our Hawaiian fucking shirts on. We've got mm-hmm. beers in our hands and we are going to, going to make the most out of the next couple months because the season's the season may be over, but the summer's going to go by real quick and we're going to be diving right back into next year. Well, yeah, it, the, the summer's going to go by real quick because, because, you know, reverberations of COVID this draft and free agency period is going to be extremely truncated. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have what, let's say July 28th, free agency starts and then training camps open up the second week of September. It's wild. Yep. So it's it, you blink and you miss it. Yep. Get a couple of baseball games in. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy some hot dogs. Right. But uh, don't let the skates get too dry. Exactly. We're we're gonna, we're, be, we're, we're gonna be running right back out there. Hockey hockey season's year round for hockey season's year round here in my household. So yep. Let's go. That's it. Hi, brother. Actually, Thomas, before before we go, um, since this is ostensibly the last podcast of the season for us, I kind of want to take a moment to thank you for bringing for for calling me up and bringing me on and starting this. This has been one of the best, most amazing things I've ever been a part of, and I. Look forward to many more episodes with you, guy. This has been, this has been the, this has been the best thing. This has been the best thing that's happened to me this year. I appreciate that, man. It's, it's. I'm right on the same page with you. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a huge relief to be able to bitch to somebody who at least understands where the hell I'm coming from when it comes <laughs> to certain opinions on, on not only not only the team but the uh, the fans surrounding the team and stuff like that. I feel like we've we've been very much on the same page, mm-hmm. uh, but also when we disagree, we're not sitting here just shitting on each other. So I think that's super yeah. important. And I think that's, that's come across. We've gotten a lot of uh, good feedback from listeners and uh, they've motivated us to continue this uh, into the off season and into next year. We do, we do this for us, but most importantly, we do it for you guys. So you guys have been, you guys are, you guys that listen to us are the most well-informed, most kind well kindest but you know you're (laughs) sometimes you get wild but that's why we love you (laughs) um fans that we could ask for and we're gonna keep doing this till we're gonna keep doing this till you get sick of us so there it is season two (laughs) season two coming up that's it all right if if anybody's not following uh andrew on twitter it is uh just you know why and what is there three whys at the end of three whys yes and uh, I'm at Nostrum, N-A-H-S-T-R-O-M. Everybody always always, always asks me that because my last name is Nystrom. Mm-hmm. And why S-T-R-O-M? Like, why do you do that? Because Nystrom was taken. And uh, I also wanted to, two things. I wanted a, a little bit of separation from the player from the Islanders, obviously. Mm-hmm. And also... Uh, unless you're getting drinks at the unless you're getting drinks at the game, then you yeah. want total synergy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also... Oh, now they're coming for you. Yeah, now they're coming for me. Uh, but also uh, you talked to Tommy from Southie and that's how he's going to pronounce my name Nostrum anyway. So there you go. (laughs) We'll all figure it out. But obviously our, our, uh, our main account for, uh, show related stuff is at short shift pod. Uh, all the listeners that we've gained who don't follow us, feel free to jump on there and let's get some interactions up for the, uh, for the off season. Mm -hmm. Just because hockey's not happening for us doesn't mean we don't need to get it out there and talk about it. So. Absolutely. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, all of our good listeners who have been here right from the start, all the ones who picked it up in the off season when we started jumping up in numbers, you are much appreciated. Your subscription and uh, and uh, rating and reviewing and all that stuff, that's all much appreciated. That helps us out a lot. And uh, again, you want to say something about thanking somebody, obviously, Mark, for giving us a platform uh, to jump on the BNG network and, uh, and, and, and backing us up. Obviously, Mark is much appreciated, and uh, all the writers that do stuff for uh, the Black and Gold page are phenomenal. And uh, we, I know we've recently gained a couple. We've lost uh, a few. I know that you're stopping uh, writing to concentrate on other stuff, including this podcast, which totally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are there's some talented kids out there just getting their their start into sports media, and right. uh, and Mark has for five, six years now, it feels like he has offered those folks 
at least a, a launch pad. And, uh, and I appreciate that because he was part of the reason that I even got into this in the first place. So, uh, Boston Bruins hockey is not going away just because we're not playing right now. So everybody just keep your heads up, enjoy the summer. And, uh, we'll be back in another week or so with, uh, some breakdown heading into this, uh, expansion draft and we will be motherfucking Seattle up and down with oh, the players that they can and can't have. <laughs> oh man, that I'm really looking forward to that because it, that's that's the debate, isn't it? You know, yep. you know, seven three one. Do you go seven three one or do you go eight skaters and Loy? Like, how do you do it? And who's who's safe? Who's not safe? Man, it's gonna be the this off season because, like I said, because it's so compacted. Is gonna be fucking wild, yep. and the the slow period of free agency when we get into PTO season, that's gonna feel like nothing. Yeah. All right, man. I will talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening, and we will be back. Still here, you're rocking with the best. Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Who's the boss? Dudes is lost. Don't think cause I'm iced out, I'ma cool off. Who else but me? And if you don't feel me, that means you can't touch me. It's ugly, trust me. Get it right, dog. We ain't never left. We just move in silence and rep to the death. It's official. I survived what I've been through. Y'all got drama, the saga continues. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't.